Welcome to RSN's Race Day. Ready? Gates crash back and racing. For the first hour, it's the first word. Here's Gareth Hall. Yes, this is RSN's Race Day on this Saturday, the 13th of August. Good morning to you listening on your local RSN 927 dial throughout Victoria. And hello to you wherever you may be listening on the RSN 927 app. Our sister channels right across the country and also on our website at rsn.net.au. Well, what an exciting day's racing it promises to be at Caulfield. History tells you that this day produces superstars and Group 1 winners for the upcoming spring. The honour rolls in today's features in the last 21 years tells you that. Brilliant three-year-olds, Bivouac, Russian Revolution, Sepoy, Star Spangled Banner and Arata Sun have been recent winners of the Vane Stakes. Past champions of the Quisette Stakes for the three-year-old fillies include Sunlight, I Am A Star and, of course, the mighty Philia Lingy, who did it back in 2004. Veridine, Be Good To Your Mother, Vega Magic and Voodoo Lad went on to bigger things after winning the Regal Roller. And Sierra Sue became a Group 1 star after winning last year's PB Lawrence Stakes as she joined a pretty handy honour roll for the Group 2 feature that includes Mystic Journey, Hartnell, Poussant's Deloon, Who Be Got You, Apache Cat, Pompeii Ruler, of course, Regal Roller, and one of my favourites, the Pride of Wangaratta, Lad of the Manor. And the build-up to this spring-making winter meeting at Caulfield starts right now on your home of racing. Hello, I'm Gareth Hall, and this is RSN 927's Saturday Race Day. RSN's Race Day and the First Word with Gareth Hall. Yeah, can't wait for this meeting at Caulfield. It's a big first word to kick off proceedings. We'll be catching up with Michael Kent Jr., Adrian Bott, Johnny McArdle, Patrick Payne, Nigel Blackiston, John Maloney, Matt DeCock, Dave Eustace, Matty Raymond, Ben Hayes, Jerome Hunter, Johnny O'Shea and Peter Gallagotis in the first hour. We're also here from Danny O'Brien, Stephen O'Day, Paul Snowden and Sam Friedman. And then after 8 o'clock, the Melbourne Form Panel with, uh, of course, our skipper, Dean Lester, Warren Huntley and Gator is back from holidays. So David Gately to join us just after 8 o'clock along with Nicole Thomas. And then Gator will lead the interstate hour as he previews at Rose Hill this afternoon. We've also got Kev Casey to look at that meeting. Ed Kennett with his play of the day. Nadia Horn takes a close look at Morphville today. Their feature race is the Group 3 Spring Stakes, which sees the return of Behemoth. So looking forward to that contest. Bart Sinclair will preview, of course, Eagle Farm. Peter Anthony takes a look at Belmont. Harry White takes a look at Wodonga. Damalecki will go through his best bets on a Group 1 night of harness racing at Melton. And, of course, Georgie Ferrugia will provide us with his tips for the Meadows and the Dogs there on a Saturday night. At 7.07, let's head out to Caulfield to catch up with Tim Bailey this morning. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Gareth. Did you have much rain overnight? No, we were very lucky. We only recorded 0.2 of a millimetre yesterday, and a lot of the listeners would have seen all that rain down in Geelong, and we went over the western suburbs, so we were very fortunate. Okay, so I guess the track's still at a good four. Correct, yeah, we're at a good four. There are showers forecast, or a chance of showers to come in late morning, early afternoon. So hopefully we avoid them and we'll be on a good surface for the day. Okay, so if the if the rain does come, say, halfway through the meeting, will we get a downgrade for the, 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 the ladder races at Caulfield today? Or do you think with no rain yesterday, we'll probably stay at that good four range? Oh, look, if you get a couple of millimetres while, whilst you're racing, there's no doubt it, you know, 
it does have an effect. And if you if you think back here, three weeks ago we raced and we had constant showers during the day, and we went from a, a five down to a seven. And um, so it doesn't take much on when, when you're racing that open up. It doesn't take much shower activity to, uh, to to require a downgrade. But yeah, you know, I think if we get a couple of millimetres, we might get down to that five rating. But I don't think unless unless we get a lot more rain than the forecast, I don't think you know it would get any worse than a five. It's a big couple of months coming up there at the Heath. Um, with feature racing basically um, every couple of weeks now until uh, the end of the Caulfield Carnival and the early part of October. So um, you've got the rail out nine metres uh, for today's meeting. Yeah, correct. That's, and that's obviously the reason why we did. Yeah. We've planned it out almost 12 months, the rail position. So two weeks today to the Memsey and that'll be in True. And then the Rupert Clark will go out at six and then back into True for, for Guinea's Day. So this is, the, this is the sort of final meeting where the rail will be out wider than six. Um, obviously, just to protect that inside and, and uh, have it in great nick for the Mimsy until it's time. Wind conditions? Uh, benign. Basically, they're just saying light wind, so uh, that, that certainly won't, won't have any effect. And I suppose the only downfall of that is that the shower does come over with no wind to blow it away. It could linger for a while. Okay, mate, we wish you the best of luck today. Hopefully, that rain does stay away and we get a really good day's racing there at Caulfield. Yeah, let's hope so. Thanks, Gareth. Good on you. There's Tim Bailey with the track update there. So basically no rain overnight. We're on a good four. There are showers predicted later the afternoon and in the early part of the evening. So we'll just assess the situation there. Michael Kent Jr. joins us here to kick off the first word on this Saturday morning. Michael, good morning to you. Morning, Gareth. How are you doing? Good, thank you, mate. Right, the score. She won nicely there the other day at Geelong. This is tough, but can she do it again? Uh, yeah, rising grade, but we're really yeah. happy with her. She's on the 10-day uh, turnaround. She's actually going to be uh, off to get served by Toronado in the coming months. So we're going to last run until she gets served. Uh, yeah. So um, she'll make her own luck uh, from a good draw. Uh, she's she sort of gets away with um, steady enough tempo. She can she can you know give a good kick. I think with the light weight, the claim, um, yeah, she's some kind of uh, each way chance place is probably best. You know Caulfield really well with the rail out nine metres. How do you expect this track to play? Actually, can play a bit run on when yep. the rail's nine, but um, it's just, it's it's great to be on a good fall with spring racing. So uh, yeah, there looks to be good tempo on some races where they might get home, and I think if they go steady, they'll have their chance. So uh, looking forward to it. I've got a feeling that I'm loving you would be one of your favourites, Michael. <laughs> got a lot of favourites, uh, yeah. all the fast ones. Um, <laughs> she's uh, she's nice, uh, lovely filly, uh, very strong win, the talent dirt. Um, this is a really good addition of the Grisette, a uh, heap of speed on, which will suit her. She can be sticky away from the gate. She never never begins well, but Mustard's okay. So I think it's a lovely draw. If she can just get away, and um, I think she'll be in the back half of the field, a lot of tempo, and if she gets uh, the right break, she'll be very strong late. Yeah, were well, you happy with the way that she spelled? Between a two and three year old years, that, done really well. Yeah, yeah. she's always a little whippet, but she's um, she's grown to a nice, strong foot with a big back end, and um, she's had two good trials. Uh, she worked home strongly behind Cool and Gatter and Maximilius uh, in her latest jump out, and um, yeah, Damien's got a lot of time for her. So, I think she's a really good each way chance in a strong race. Where do you think she'll settle from that gate with that speed? Then, uh, as I said, she's sticky away, so she might um, yeah. be in the second half, but. She, she's uh, got a really good, um, you know, final last 400. So, yeah, if, if things work out and the race shape suits, um, she can certainly win. Can Lombardo win the Regal Roller first up? 
uh, tough, tough ask. Uh, kick him off somewhere. So he's got 61 and the outside draw. Um, don't see him leading up open-minded or sartorial splendor. So he might be second second wave there. Hopefully he's got some cover. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a nice kickoff for him. Uh, he's not uh, had a long break. He's had the one trial. He won one handsomely by three lengths in the in the jump out. He's a he's a smart horse, obviously. He's a he's a winner. He's sixteen starts, eight wins. Um, but uh, yeah, probably a bit of place chance. Um, won't say he can't win, but just think with the big weight and the uh, against some of these smart horses, um, he might just take the run. Is his grand final the Memsey early on in his preparation? Yeah, we're still open minded about that idea. Um, We'll sort of get through this one and see. Um, uh, it was a little thought of ours a month ago to try him up and trip. Um, but we'll just sort of see how he runs and uh, make our mind up. Listening to Mick Price on Racing.com during the week, it wasn't you riding Lombardo in track work, was it, Michael? No, no, no I haven't been riding this week. No, um, they, he, Mick was explaining how keen he was and ready to go in a way. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, ready, he's ready to rock and roll. Um, he's, he's a great horse. Uh, he's a real stable favourite. So, um, yeah, hopefully he, he runs well and pulls up well and we can uh, build into the spring. What's your best? I, th- I think it's got to be on Lovin. Yeah. I think um, it's, a, it's a tough day for us, uh, but um, she's, she's the most likely winning chance. Any of your superstars? You've got a few in uh, your backyard these days. Have a gallop this morning at Cranbourne? Yeah, they, they, all, they all worked. I've got a heap trialling here Monday, so they sort of just did evens this morning. Um, yeah, Lation and Thunderstruck and Maximus and Jack Renault and... Um, hoping there's not too much rain so the trial track's in good order but uh, yeah looking forward to the next month ahead yeah must be pretty easy to get up anyway these days Michael it's motivating yeah it's really exciting <laughs> good luck mate thanks for that <laughs> thank you Gareth there's Michael Kent Jr Adrian Bot joins us g'day Adrian um, yeah, how, Gareth. how's things mate Invincible Jet goes around at Caulfield today this looks a nice race for Invincible Jet after a good effort at the Valley the other day yeah, so it was excellent for him first up there. Um, you know, I thought he was open to a good bit of improvement off, off that, as he sort of generally, generally does throughout his campaigns. But, um, yeah, I thought he, he stuck on very well. And, uh, look, he's, he's got plenty of speed. He's got that natural um, on-pace pattern. Look to utilise that again today. But, as I said, yeah, I was expecting a, a, a bit of improvement just, uh, just in regards to his fitness off that first up run. Oh, so that's exciting. So he, he stays at the 1,200 metres. And from that wide gate, you would imagine that Froggy can get across pretty easily here or that'll be the aim anyway? Yeah, look, that'll be aim. I think he's got the speed to do so. Um, and, and, and look, he's sort of, he is a little bit sort of one-dimensional in, in, in that sense. Um, he, he does have that speed. And 1,200 probably sort of worked out. That's as far as he wants it. Just loves a, a fast 1,200. So, um, yeah, look, to we'll do that again today. At Rose Hill, you got a couple of chances in the three-year-old race over the 1,300 metres. Um, the first of those is Stonecoat. You scratched his horse from Wednesday? Yeah, uh, had him in uh, 15.50 on, on Wednesday, just against the older horses. Uh, just felt probably too good of an opportunity to pass up, keeping them against their own age and, um, you know, racing for that Saturday prize money. Um, so uh, elected to go there. Um, nice big track there for him. Uh, I, I thought he was a lovely horse going forward. He was excellent on debut. Uh, and then at his second start, he ran second. Um, ran into you know hand, handy horse there, but it was just pretty tough conditions to get a line on. Um, they called the races straight off after that. After that race, so sort of, as I said, sort of hard to get a gauge. He didn't really travel that well, but come out of him in great shape, and um, yeah, really happy to push on with him. And the same race can Major Bill step up and um, win again. Yeah, look, it's hard to split the two in, in fairness. Uh, they worked together 
during the week and uh, yeah, not not much between them. Uh, he was pretty impressive there last start. He, he rounded them up pretty quickly and showed a nice nice sharp turn of foot. So he's he's going the right way. Uh, he's opened a good bit of improvement off that. Um, stepping up in grade, but uh, looks a natural sort of stepping stone for him. As I said, um, hard to split the two. In the mayor's race, Frumos is a strong favourite for Chris Waller and Huey Bowman. You have Raduna going around, who's in terrific form. Can you cause a little bit of an upset there? Yeah, look, I think she's in great shape. Uh, she's kept up to the mark with a nice trial uh, in between runs. She's been racing consistently. Uh, looking forward to getting her back on a better track. I think that's where she's where she's better suited. Um, so, you know, she's been running well on those heavy tracks. But, uh, yeah, expecting a good, uh, a good bit of improvement in that regard today. She should get those conditions to suit. And she's been... Uh, uh, racing very consistently, so I'm looking forward to seeing her back at the races today. Now, we haven't seen Kambu since the middle part of June, but he made a back-to-back victories when we last saw him at Rose Hill. Um, how's he fitness-wise? Yeah, tried to have him nice and forward for this. I guess he's had a, a, a quick quick turnaround off a, off a nice, strong sort of 1,400-metre race, so he kept, kept pretty plenty of residual fitness. Uh, he didn't have long out uh, and, and was given a nice, sharp tune up there his latest trial, so he, so he looked at sort of plenty of speed in his legs still, uh, so sort of confident to, to push forward to, to the 1100. Uh, look, no doubt there still is, um, you know, improvement to come throughout the, the campaign in his fitness, and particularly once we can see him get back up in back up in trip. Um, but just sort of a nice kickoff point for him. Wanted to take advantage of of that sort of fitness he held from from the winter, and uh, always held him in pretty high regard. So it's sort of good to see him take that improvement last campaign and, and show that maturity after being gelded. What's your best, Adrian? I will go with Kambu. Um, yeah, he's looking forward to seeing him back. Yep, so are we. And, um, a few SMSs coming through. Will we get to see Alligator Blood? Do you think we could sort out the ownership situation there so we can see him in Melbourne this spring? Um, look, that one's a bit beyond me. Sorry, Gareth. Uh, look, I'm not sure um, sort of what, what will be the final decisions there. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just sort of keep Keep tapping away and, and, and see what happens. All right, mate. Thanks for your time. I got you. There's Adrian Bott there. Um, let's hear what Danny O'Brien had to say about Mary Kane Angel in the second race, who hasn't had much luck of recent times. Of course, she goes around at the, the second race at Caulfield this afternoon. Look, I think Mary Kane Angel's very unlucky at her last couple. Uh, she gets a nice transit on, on Saturday. She should be right to finish. So that's a good push for her. And Mary Kane Angel at the moment is the $4.20 favourite. We move on to race number seven, and we'll hear from a few of the trainers here in the Regal Roller. Showmanship's a late scratching, by the way, this morning, so showmanship won't be going around in the Regal Roller. Stephen O'Day has the star Queenslander going around at Uncommon James. Yeah, look, he can have a little bit of tactical speed. I, I, ideally, we'd, we'd like to just, just park sort of probably in that second pair, somewhere around there, second or third pair. Um, you know, as I said, he was a horse at early days. He used to want to sort of rush things a little bit. Um, so, you know, definitely want to see him sort of relax early and, and allow him to show that sort of turn of foot. But, um, you know, there looks to be a couple there that will roll forward and hopefully you should be able to sort of park in just behind the speed. And uh, here's Paul Snowden talking about the chances of Rangers in the Regal Roller. Yeah, look, he's, he's outstanding. The horse is um, in great order. He was very, very sharp around, around the uh, Melbourne direction, so... He's an on-speed runner. He'll jump and he'll roll forward to sit in the first three or four extremely comfortably. And nine times out of ten, he gives a really good kick. So looking forward to what he can do tomorrow. And Sidham one's first up for the Freedmans in the Riga Roller. Here's Sam Friedman. 
you know, he's got a lot of ability. And, you know, Saturday is obviously first up for a while. And uh, if they go quick and they're, and they're making a bit of ground, he'll, he'll be back. And, you know, he's a horse that gets quite keen early in his races and he can travel off a really strong tempo. Um, so it wouldn't shock me if he gets over the top of them. So he's an $8 chance, sit a one in the regal role there. Now, um, we had a chat to Tim Bailey to kick off uh, the show this morning. It's a good four at the moment, not much rain overnight. So it'll start a good four at Caulfield. There is rain predicted towards the back end of the meeting in the latter part of the afternoon, but hopefully it does stay away. So that's the report there this morning with the Caulfield track. Michael Kent Jr. joins us to kick off the first word. The best from the Kent Jr. and Price camp is race number six, horse number four, their three-year-old filly, I'm loving you, in the Quisette Stakes. And Adrian Bott was pretty keen on Caboo in race eight there at Rose Hill. At 7.20, we'll take a break. John McArdle, Patrick Payne, Nigel Blackiston, and Johnny Maloney, hopefully, will be joining us. Sam's race day and the first word with Gareth Hall. It's 22 minutes past seven now. Racing Victoria stewards have inspected the track at Wodonga this morning and it's currently safe for racing. So at the moment, that, that meeting will proceed as scheduled. So we're racing at Wodonga after um, inspecting the track there this morning by the RV stewards. Johnny McArdle now joins us here on the first word because our Rocco's come back a different horse. It's been gelded and he's looking to make it three wins on the trot in the final race at Caulfield. John, hello to you, mate. Um, geez, you must be over the moon with the way our Rocco's returned. Yeah, it's a good advertisement for Geldenham. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's a three-quarter brother to a Group 1 winner, so uh, we gave him his opportunity, but he just... Uh, he wasn't a bad colt. He's actually a really quiet colt, but he just didn't concentrate. <clears throat> As Jamie always said, he sort of loomed to to win a race and then just switch off a bit. So uh, now, with uh, having that taken away from him, he's uh, concentrating better, as all of us probably would. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he uh, he seems to be attacking the line a lot better. Now, talk us through the process then with that, John. Is it a difficult conversation that you need to have with uh, your owners or is it just a case that say, OK, um, team, if we don't go at him, we're not going to see the best of him? Well, it, it was along those lines and yeah. uh, it, it's probably more difficult when they're not a troublesome horse. I mean, you know, if they're a bully cult you sort of, uh, or they've got some antics, it's a lot easier. But he was quiet. He, he seemed to you know not have any problems at the races or anything like that. But... It was a case that he hadn't he hadn't won a race, let alone a group race. He was stakes placed uh, as a two and three year old, so uh, the chances of him being a successful stallion, even with his pedigree, was low. Uh, you know, standing somewhere commercially, so uh, the decision was made to make him a racehorse, not a potential stallion. And uh, yeah, he's uh, two from two since then. He's been dominant on heavy ground in his first two runs back this prep. He gets probably. Well, at the moment, it's a, it's a good four unless the rain comes. Um, do you think that will bother him? Uh, no. Uh, it's funny, uh, Jamie's always been in the opinion that the horse is better on top of the ground. Uh, we actually contemplated scratching him from uh, his first up run this uh, time in because it was, the track was wet. Uh, but it was a case of we had to uh, sort of... Uh, you know, get him started, uh, and he won very convincingly, albeit in a uh, a limited field. 
Uh, and then, you know, it was, he copped the heavy track at Tandown the other day and it was a case of, well, we've got to take him on it again. It's pretty hard to tell blokes that you're going to scratch him after they've won by seven on heavy track. So, uh, yeah, look, he, uh, I think he, well, he stakes placed on a, on a dry track. So, uh, I don't think that's going to be the, the deciding factor. It'll be whether he's good enough. Are we punting today, Johnny? Uh, well, I might have got a quit out of him his uh, first couple of runs, so I don't have to back him at the short <laughs> price. So, uh, uh, look, if uh, the question is whether he's uh, whether he's up to that grade, uh, I do think he is. Uh, do I think he should be that price? I'm not convinced that he should be that the price that he is, but uh, the horse is very, very well. Uh, I think he's come on from last start, and I think he'll be competitive. Good on you, mate. Great to see this horse flying. Good luck today. Cheers. Thank you. There's Johnny McCarter with our Rocco's, the $4.20 favourite in the last race. Paddy Payne joins us now. Good morning, Paddy. Jimmy the Bear, he just, as we keep on mentioning every time we have a chat on a Saturday, he just doesn't know how to put in a bad run. Exactly. Really honest horse, solid horse. Um, but, you know, he's gone from three old days to open company, so it won't be that easy for him today. Yep. Um... What's your gut feeling with the stepping up and taking on these type of horses? Oh, pretty reserved, really. Um, as I said, like it's pretty deep water. And he hasn't got much in his favour other than he might have a bit of race fitness over over the, the better horse up the top. But you know, he's running running three kilos at his handicap at two, which I hate doing. But um, as I said, we just need to get a line on, you know, whether we go on to the head of the handicap or not. In the second, you've got a mare that's in good form as well, free flying star. Um, she heads to a Saturday meeting. Your thoughts there? Um, she's really honest. All she's going really well. Um, she was she was probably advantaged by the by the wet tracks. Um, so so it'll be interesting to see how she steps up in Saturday grade and on good ground. But she, she's in great order. We need to find out. Imperial Hilton. Um, he's been up and down from Adelaide at times. His prep. Your thoughts about his chances? Of course, in the twelve hundred meter race, benchmark seventy eight. Um, from the trainer's point of view, he's in great order. Um, he's just, just he's sort of maybe starting to reach his mark a bit. Uh, so we're just trying to find the right races for him. Um, I, I think he'll run really well, but you know he might be a bit off in an easier race over in Adelaide. Can Sig Positano get the job done today? I'm going to take him out. Oh, okay. With the track being good, he like he, he's got nothing in his favour, and he might even have a small fresh up now. All right, mate. Santiro in Adelaide in the third race. Really keen on her. She's the first time we've travelled off. By all reports, she's travelled over really well. Um, it looks a very achievable race for her. She, she loves the soft ground, so I think we've got a fair bit in her favour over there. And uh, I know Nadia Horn on RSN Central's Metro Form Express was really keen on Duke of Plumpton in the sixth race there at Morphville. Do you share her confidence? Oh, I think he's going okay. Again, he might be starting to his mark. Um, heavy track over there should, should really suit him. It looks a fairly competitive field. I'd, I'd think more of, a, more of an each-way chance, first four chance. All right, mate, what's your best today? Oh, I think easily Santero over in Adelaide. Okay, and there's a few SMSs coming through, Paddy. Um, there might be a few people heading out to Coleraine tomorrow. Have you got a winner for them? If they do, um, I'm not going to run slip into this. And but if um, he's, he's an emergency, so if he gets to run, I think he'll run okay. Which one was that? You just broke up. Uh, a horse called W2. He's an emergency okay. in the maiden hurdle. Yep. All yeah, right. If then. he gets to run, I think he's going really well. We'll jot that one down. Good on you, Paddy. Thanks for your time, mate. Good luck. Thank you. Passionate. Um this former Kiwi was a smart winner last start, and uh, she's a big chance in the second at Caulfield today. Nigel Blackiston prepares. Nigel, can she do it again as I say good morning? Good morning, Gareth, and I hope she can. Uh, she's in good order. She's trained on nicely. 
my only concern is with a good four track. Okay. Um, um, the concerns there just because you don't think she'll perform as well as she has on a on a, on a softer ground. I think she definitely appreciates the jar yeah. out the track. That's for sure. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be like a summer good four, so it should have some cushion to it, hopefully. Um, but you know, in herself, she's well, bright, and very happy with her. Do you think stepping up to the mile two is a, a big tick for her? Yes, definitely. Um, she's performed well previously in New Zealand over the mile. Um, I think it's her pet, her pet distance. Um, she'd say similar to Barrier. Nice ride again from Craig Williams. Um, I think she'd be hard to beat again. Okay, so um, if it is a good four, you just you still run her. Yes, yeah, she said she'd run. It was yeah. it's down as a good four now. And they are predicting a few showers, but. We're, I mean, we've had bucket loads of rain up here at Ballarat yeah. at home. Um, obviously, seems to miss Miss Corfield. Yep. So, um, yeah, for your case, I hope the rain does come a little bit anyway, mate. We wish you the best of luck, Nigel. Cheers, Gary. Thanks for There's Bye. Nigel Blackiston there. John Maloney joins us to talk about Scorch Earth. He goes around in the third race over the 1,100 metres. Um, John, g'day to you, mate. Were you happy oh. with Scorch Earth there in Adelaide when she was first up in the Lightning? Oh, I was just okay, Gareth. I wasn't overexcited about it, but uh, I forgave her a little bit because of the ground was not what she probably enjoyed. So, but I thought it was fair. It was fair. Yeah. So you must be happy the rain didn't come overnight. We're on a good fall. That's, that's true. Yeah. No, I wanted better ground, better chance. I think, uh, Gareth, on what I saw out of her over in Adelaide. Yeah. What about that inside gate today? Where do you think Mark Sarah will be? Uh, I think. Yeah. I think he'll be pretty, uh, will be positive enough away and uh, she should take up a good spot there from that gate. Uh, there's saying not much pace and she has got some pace. Um, so she'll be handy to the speed, I think, uh, Gareth. Yeah, so you confident that she can get the chocolates today or what's your expectations with her, Johnny? Yeah, no, look, I think she will run a good race, uh, Gareth. I do really think she'll uh, she'll be back to better form after what she put in over there in Adelaide. I think you'll see a good run out of it, no doubt. Uh, and confident, yeah, I think she, I'm confident she'll run well. I mean, there's always dangers, and we respect dangers, but uh, I think she can be uh, pretty handy at the finish, put it that way, Gary. Yeah. Love it, mate. Good luck. Okay, go. Thanks. There's Johnny Maloney with his very good horse in Scorch Earth. He goes around that third race. She's around $4.60 over the 1,100 metres from Gate 1 with the in-four Mark Sarah aboard. 7.32, Gareth all with you here on the first word to kick off RSN Saturday race day. Matty DeCock, Dave Eustace, Matty Raymond and Benny Hayes to join me straight after this. RSN's race day and the first word with Gareth Hall. At 7.34, great to be with you on this Saturday morning. Can't wait for this Caulfield card. And Tim Bailey reporting at the top of the hour that we'll be racing to kick off the meeting anyway on a good four. No rain basically overnight. It's rained all around Melbourne, apart from Caulfield, it seems, in the last 24 hours. But there are showers predicted towards the back end of the meeting. And uh, for the punters out there, Paddy Payne, he did mention that his best there is in Adelaide, which is Santero on race number three. But if that um, jumper in that maiden hurdle, WT, gains a start, he believes at Coleraine tomorrow anyway, that that galloper will be hard to beat. Matty DeCock joins us, of course, from the Robbie Griffiths and Matty DeCock team to talk about their runners at Caulfield. Matt, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Can Throntari do it again here at Caulfield in the third? Yeah, no reason why not. She's uh, in terrific form once again. She's she was really impressive in her last start, and 
I think she's uh, going to enjoy this this race today. It's going to set up well for her. Very competitive field, but uh, we expect her to be competitive as well. So hopefully she runs a good race. Did she surprise you? Or once that rain came a little bit, did you gain any confidence there at Caulfield the other day? We weren't surprised. We, we, we always knew she's a good footy and she'd been running good races over slightly further. And she just had shown us that she wanted the, the drop-in trip. And so we weren't surprised by the result. Maybe the good four tracks probably not ideal for her. She might have just wanted it a bit uh, more forgiving, but uh, she's in fantastic form. The Quisette Stakes for the three-year-old fillies is a beauty. You've got a couple of runners there. We might start off with Barry Bubbly. What can you tell us about her? Yeah, she had her first run uh, for the preparation at Mooney Valley on a soft track, which she didn't enjoy. So today's good for She's going to appreciate uh, much more. Obviously, she's thrown in at the deep end and she's got to prove herself so she, she's well her well-being is, is good we're happy with her but from that barrier and the class of race she's got a lot to do you know and typhoon titmus has had the one start for a victory on the synthetic track at packetham she's a filly by headwater um how good do you think that she could be we think she's quite a nice filly uh we ran her at the synthetic track purely because the timing worked out well for this race we had this race in mind we always thought she had good enough ability to be competing at this sort of level. So we're expecting a bold showing from her today. Where that where that puts her in the race, obviously we're going to find that out this afternoon, you know, but um, she's a filly that we wouldn't be surprised if she runs well. Can you split those two fillies? Um, yeah, I probably could. Typhoon Titmus appears to be the one with most potential at this stage, um, but Barry Bubbly's early form was very good, so she, she just got to return to that. Uh, but even the betting market suggests Tarquin Tipless is, yeah. is the better one of the two. Yeah, she's at $26 and Barry Bubbly at 100 to 1. Um, yeah. Is Throntari your best there? Um, I would say it would be between Throntari and Tarquin Tipless. Um, my gut feel is that, that Tarquin will run a good race, so I'm, I'm pretty hopeful that uh, she'll be our best for the day. Jeez, that's a good push around that $26 quote. Good luck, Manny. Thank you very much. There's Matt DeCock there. Dave Eustace joins us here on the first word. Good morning to you, Dave. Morning, morning. How are you? Good, morning, thanks. Guys. Jeez, I'm excited to see thought of that on a good track, over 1,600 metres. He looks the leader. Um, what's the stable's expectations with him? Yeah, absolutely. Good to have him back. Good to have him back on uh, top of the ground, which is absolutely key, as you, as you say. Uh, tracks, you know, we know he likes Caulfield. Um, he'll he'll bowl along a small field which he which he enjoys and likes to sort of try and control. So yeah, we're happy with him leading into it. All right then. So that's a good push there for thought of that. Um, a lot of SMSs coming through for you today, Dave, and we'll get to them in just a moment. Unusual culture in a, the second race. Um, what did you make of her third up? Oh, what do you make of her chances third up? The former Kiwi. Yeah, I think she's got a great chance. Um, second run. Over 14 was good. She just missed it a touch, but uh, that didn't didn't actually change much. We sort of wanted to ride a, a cold anyway, but we're just sort of hopeful we can settle a bit closer. Uh, mile will be spot on, and um, yeah, the general feeling is top of the ground. Um, she'll be better on too, so which is a really good chance. Talking about your four-year-old mares, can she's all class go one better? Second up this prep in the third race? Yeah, we think so. Um, lovely gate for her. And, um, you know, the, 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 the prelims that 
have been key um, with her. We've you know, done an awful lot of work just to keep her nice and relaxed and settled. And uh, seemingly she uh, has has done that. We just you know had a little hold up about three weeks ago um, and didn't run, but um, she's had a couple of nice gallops uh, leading into it. And uh, again, I thought she um, had a really good chance. So behind the scenes to get her to settle a little bit, what work goes into her to to try and um, see that today? Um, we've taken her to the races quite a lot, um, but not uh, but not actually uh, race, obviously. So she's done a fair bit of paddock schooling, um, okay. which is yeah something we sort of do plenty of um, back home because we don't have trials and they do it in, in America a lot similarly as well. So. Um, that seems to have really helped, and uh, she's she's got very attached to just going out every day with the pony as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully she holds it all together today. Race number nine, unanimous, second up, up to the fourteen hundred metres. Your thoughts there? Yeah, he's going well. Um, Gareth, before his first up run down the straight, was pretty good, um, but uh, yeah, he'll just. There looks to be enough speed, but he, you know, tempo is key um, for him. Um, he'll just need them to go uh, nice and quick, and if they do, then he will be rattling late. Sort of gut feel is he'll be spot on third up, but um, sort of horse and everything did go his way. Um, you could you could see him sort of finishing over the top of them. And what about the big easy in Sydney in the tenth race over the eleven hundred? Yeah, he's got his ideal conditions again. He, he takes. Um, He'd never strung two together, and uh, he um, does need everything to go his way as well. He likes a bit of cut in the ground, which he's got. He likes a strong gallop, and he loves Rose Hill over 11. So he'd just be hopeful that um, everything falls into his lap, and he just needs him to go probably 1,000 metre pace to, to actually then really finish off. But if they go quicker, Romo. And Cookie from Carnegie wants to know um, where's Bruckton this preparation and um, will he be kept to the sprint trips or will he be stepping up in trip? Sorry, who's that? Um, Brackner. Bruckner, yeah, he's just back in work. Yeah. Um, he had a long break, so um, look, he's still quite a long way off. Uh, now, he's literally just gone back into full work. I don't know who's dobbing you in. There's a few trainers texting me. Did you have a date last night, Dave, and how did it go? Because you are the uh, most eligible no, bachelor in the you? game. Who was that? <laughs> well, it's a, I don't want to give them up, but there's a couple of Ballarat trainers. Um. Unbelievable. Yes, I did. <laughs> and um, absolutely no comment. Okay. Um, so you're off the market or not? Uh, no, no, no. All right. No, no, no. Jesus. One can... night. I don't think one night can take anyone off the market. Can uh, I? When, when you're um, as famous as you are these days and um, successful and one of the most eligible bachelors, you're big news, so it'll be in the social pages in the Herald Sun tomorrow, um, Dave. But we wish you the best of luck on both fronts. And by the way, what's your best? <laughs> well, actually, the most interesting horse today we run is we run a really nice colt at Kembla Grange, 1,400-metre maiden called Ain't E. Grand. Okay. Um, typical three-year-old colt. Uh, still got a lot to learn. I think there's a fair bit of natural ability there. He's a nice horse, so, and um, uh, he's wonderful. Okay, what have you got something in mind for him during the spring? Uh, look, he could could just be a sort of spring champion, um, Derby sort of horse if everything went right. He could be one running out. You never you never know. But um, 
he's just a horse we like. Um, it'll get over middle distance trips. So that's race four, horse number 10 there at Kemmler Grange. Ain't he grand? Good on you, Dave. Good luck, mate. Cheers. There's Dave Eustace there. Benny Hayes joins us and to go through Lindsay Park's um, runners there at Caulfield. And we'll start off with Sosi Bon. Um, Benny, can he win the first? Morning, Gareth. How are you? Good, thanks, um, mate. Look, he's been uh, racing consistently uh, like he always does. Uh, it's a, a very competitive race, but uh, there's been a key scratching in the race that was probably the speed. Yeah. Um, and he's drawn a bit wide, so... Last time he ran on a good four, he was narrowly beaten in the Vobus Gold Mile. Uh, Luke Nolan's back aboard. He gets along well with him as well. Him and Mark Zara have probably the best record on the horse. Um, so, look, he's a top three chance, I think. Uh, if he gets the right run, uh, he should be very competitive. Okay, it'll be interesting to see Chief Elton starts as well because um, I heard during the week Alex Ray might not start him on a good four, so we'll just have to... Keep um, updating the scratchings there at Caulfield. We'll move on to Barbie's Fox. How have you rated her since she's been in your stable this prep, Benny? Um, look, her first start run for us was excellent. It was a very good run. And then her next two, uh, probably she was a bit aggressive, her second up run. And, and then her next run after that uh, wasn't didn't have much luck in running. So a uh, little bit, in the, you know... I'm hoping we can see a big improvement today, Gareth. Um, barrier two, she'll naturally be able to settle closer. Um, she ran really well at the track first up. So on this day last year, she ran second, so hopefully she can go one better. She is big odds and does need to improve, but I don't think her odds reflect uh, how she's going. She's been working well at home. We've had to wait a little while, but you must be excited, mate, to see Lady of Honour back at the races in the fourth. Definitely. Um, been really looking forward to kicking her off. Uh, she's trolled up excellent. She's a horse we hold in high regard at Lindsay Park. Uh, I think she's got a lot of ability, and hopefully she can show that today. Uh, barrier two in a race with good speed, but she can just hopefully sit off them if they want to go mad, and uh, she's got a huge action, and she's very fast, so looking forward to seeing her run. So she can definitely win today then, first up? Yeah, I'm confident. Sure. It's been a long time uh, between runs, but off her trials and her work at home, she's definitely forward enough to win. Do you have a big race in mind for her, or it's just a, a race-to-race um, situation? Oh, no, look, I, I think we're tossing up between running her in the regal role or placing her easy first up. We went for the easy option, um, but if she was in the regal role, I'd be confident, so... I expect her to run well. That'll do us, Betty, I think. <laughs> Lady of Honour in race four. Can't wait to see Mr. Brightside back at the races in the PB Lawrence Stakes over the 1,400 metres. Your expectations with him? I'm really happy with him. Uh, he's spelled beautifully. He's come in. We've had a really smooth prep to date. Uh, his last trial in particular was good. Uh, Craig was thrilled with him. And, look, his first two runs for us, He's always been beaten first up, and we are kicking off the weight for age level over 1,400. So he'll have to be at his best to win. Uh, a lot of horses in the same boat as us, but he's drawn a good gate. Uh, he should get a lovely run, and he'll be right there in the finish and only improving to come out of the race. So really looking forward to seeing him run, and he looks great. Now, I, was, I, was, I had to check um, to see if I heard Mickey Sharkey right there with Michael Felgate on the form um, the form show that the form show that they do there on um, Racing Pulse on a Friday morning, form focus, and he was giving another push to Asar Benny. 
um, your thoughts there? Yeah, well, he's had two strong runs at 1,200. Uh, We've rode him aggressively both times to lead and really make him try. I actually thought his last two runs have been quite genuine for him, and he's just been a little bit out-sprinted. They're a little bit sharper over 1,200 than him, and I think today uh, he's not got to go forward and lead. Um, He'll just hopefully spot in just behind the speed, um, get into a good rhythm, and I think you'll see a pretty good turn of foot. His whole idea was to have him as a fit horse on the scene for this race, and that's what he is. So, um, you know, 30 to 1, he's one of those horses that wouldn't surprise you he's finishing in the top three for sure. Yeah, we have to put him in our quaddy because we couldn't live with Sharky first of all. And, um, yeah, we'll, no, I'll be putting I will in say, <laughs> I will say the best is being going into a race is prep. Okay. So hopefully he runs well. All he's right. a tricky one. <laughs> yeah, a bit like his owner then. So risque, um, this is a Saturday race. But um, he's in an each-way price. Your thoughts with him in the final event? I'm really happy with him. Um, he's just been progressing well. He's actually, what I like is, he's got a great record on good tracks. His, his first two runs, his prep, have been on heavy. I think he can improve again coming back onto a good surface. Um, he's been running really well, training well. Uh, the gate's a little tricky, but we're just going to have to ride him to find a bum and hopefully buy last race for coming down the middle of the track and it's the right place to be. So um, he can definitely be top three chance today. Uh, um, he's got no reason not to be. So that's a good push there for So Risque as well. What's Benny Hayes' best? Lady of Honour. All right, then race four, number two there, and I love the confidence. I don't think I've ever really heard you be more confident about one of your horses, <laughs> the way that you sound about Lady of Honour anyway in that fourth race at Caulfield. And you're not taking part at Wodonga, I see, so you scratched your team from that meeting. Yeah. So um, we wish you the best of luck at Caulfield, Benny. Yeah, and you've got to stop teasing that Dave Eustace, the four bugger. Yeah, I know. I'm well, I, head off. I was getting a lot of pressure, um, Benny. <laughs> you don't understand. My phone was going off. Text messages left, right and centre. So um, don't blame me. Um, blame the, your counterparts there at Ballarat, Benny. I feel for the poor bugger. Can't yeah. even go on a date. You'll have, yeah. <laughs> You'll have to find out for us. Good on you, mate. There's Betty Hayes there. Um, Maddie Raymond joins us now, and uh, she has home rule going around in at the fourth race. Boy, he was impressive there, a soft six at Mooney Valley. Hello to you, Maddie. Morning, Gareth. How are we? Good, thanks. How's home rule today? Yeah, look, he's in really good order. Uh, obviously, he'd had a, a big gap between runs uh, leading into his last start, so um, he's certainly rock hard fit and uh, looking forward to getting in there today. Does a good track bother you? Not really. Um, he's got a really high cruising speed. Um, he's, I think he's going to have the fitness edge on his side going into the race today. Um, and he, he's, I think he can be just impressive on a good track. So where do you see him settling? Do you take the sit on a horse like Invincible Jet? I think so. Um, I mean, it, it, he doesn't jump the quickest, but he musters really well. Um so probably there looks to be obviously quite a bit of speed in it today. So I'd be more than happy to take this hit just in behind him and get a cushy run. And um, as I said, have, having that fitness edge on our side, um, what's looking like it's going to shape up as a, a pretty um, high-pressure race. So I think he'll he'll be strong in the finish. Now, what can you tell us about I could do better? I see the mailbag team are involved in this horse. It's a former Waller Galloper. Did a lot of its racing in, in Brisbane. Um, it's at $12 here, Matty. Can you win first up with him? 
in the night? Oh, God, it's a big question. Everyone's asking me at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, his two jump outs have been really good. Um, we've been really happy with his work leading into it. Obviously, he's coming off a, a really good let-up. It'll be about 12 months uh, between runs. Um, you can't... I, I wouldn't say he could go the races super confident, just being a little bit ring rusty, but on saying that, his work's been terrific, and if he can bounce back to his, his best, his UK form, um, he'll be super competitive. Your best, Maddie? Oh, I've got to take the confidence in home rule. He's in form, fit, and um, I think it's the right race for him. Yep. Keep doing what you're doing. Loving your work, Matty. Good luck today. Thanks, Gareth. Cheers. There's Matty Raymond there. It's nine minutes to wait o'clock. Time for a break, and then we'll come back and wrap up the first word with Jerome Hunter, Johnny O'Shea, and Peter Gallagotis, plus, of course, the scratchings there at Caulfield as well. Geez, the vein stakes of beauty and thrombone was so impressive at the back end of his two-year-old season, and... Uh, He's a chance to win this nice three-year-old race to kick off his uh, three-year-old campaign. And Jerome Hunter's done a great job with him. Jerome, good morning to you, mate. Um, Thrombone, how is he ahead of today's assignment? Oh, look, he's, he's going just as well as last start, if not better. Um, he's, um, you know, he's, he, this preparation, he, he seems to be loving what he's doing. And hopefully today he'll, uh, he'll win again. Yeah, you say he's getting better. Is it a maturity factor as well that he's just... Uh, every um, race that he has, he seems to um, be racing a lot better and uh, enjoying what he's doing. Yeah, I think it is. Um, you know, last preparation we gave him in the autumn, we gave him one start and we thought he'd go well, but it was um, it was more just a maturity thing. He just got a bit lost, um, whereas this preparation, he knows what he's there for now, so... He goes to the races and um, yeah, he's relaxed before the race and he he puts his um, you know his best foot forward once he uh, jumps out of the gates. And you got to give credit to Will Price. I thought he's been riding him beautifully as well. He's got a tricky ride, however, today from the inside gate. Yeah, look, uh, that's probably about the only negative going into the race uh, is the barrier. So we'll just have to see um, what, what how it. It pans out whether, um, you know, we, we can get off the fence or we just might have to ride for luck. All right, mate. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks for that, Jerome. Thanks, Gary. So there's Jerome Hunter there. John O'Shea's only got the one runner there at Rose Hill today, but it's in the feature, of course, the Rosebud. And Sucarino, um, he couldn't have been more impressive there on debut at Randwick. Hello to you, John. Um, can he do it again? Uh, it's obviously, uh, Gareth, uh, just a, a, a big challenge for him today, but um, he's a nice colt, and uh, most importantly, the key to him today is he maps very well, the lovely draw, and he's going to find himself just in behind the speed. Yeah, and a soft six, he gets onto an improving track as well. Yeah, well, he, he loves the, you know, he got through the 10 the other day, so soft ground's not going to be an issue for him. Um, so, you know, there's a... Yeah, it's probably the biggest challenge for him is just uh, the increase. You know, he just lacks that little bit of seasoning, and but he's a really talented little horse, and um, he's got a bright future, irrespective. All right, mate. Should we have a punt on him today? Oh, look, uh, <clears throat> the probably the market's got him well found at you know six dollars, but like I said, at some stage in the race, he will look the winner because of where he's mapping, and um, you know, if he's going to be a, a you know, it'll be a defining race for him in terms of how good he's going to be. I think he's at least up to this grade. Going forward, I just hope that, uh, you know, he's ready to perform at this level. Good on you, Johnny. Thanks for your time, mate.
Cheers now. There's John O'Shea there. Miss Rosiana goes around in the Quisette Stakes. Um, she's showed a ton of promise in her two-year-old days. And Pete Gallagotis joins us to talk about her chances. Pete, um, I guess you would have been over the moon with her until you saw the barriers. Yeah, it's put a dampener on things. Um, the positives here are that we have the services of Mark Zara, um, who's trialled her up um, at her two trials this time in. Um, in actual fact, he's trialled her every time she's um, jumped out, to be honest. Um, he trialled her last prep leading into her first up run. Unfortunately, he was committed elsewhere, but um, you know, she, she hit the ground running. And uh, this time we've got his services. I think it's a big plus. Can you win it still from that draw? Oh, mate, that's... I wish I had a crystal ball, uh, Gareth. Um, <laughs> I won't I won't hide the fact that it's put a dampener on my, um, you know, on, on the situation because you just don't know how the race is going to unfold. Um, there's speed everywhere and and she's she's got her own style and, yeah, it could be just a disaster. It's, it's, I don't know how to weigh it up. It's, yeah. uh, I'm I'm just re- resided to the fact that if I had another option, I would have exercised it. Um, but we don't, unfortunately. Um, the calendar's not throwing up anything in the next week or two that's that's um, to our liking. And yeah, win, lose, or draw, we've we've got to get her out of the blocks. Um, there's you know, obviously targets ahead to challenge her at and um, we'll see where we sit today. I just pray for a bit of luck and we're going to need a fair bit of it, I think, from out there. All right, mate. Um, she's well. I mean, if you get that luck, um, hopefully she's in the firing line, mate. Good luck today. Cheers. Thank you. There's Pete Gallagotis there with uh, Miss Rosiano. It's uh, a couple of minutes to 8 o'clock and Sean Cosgrove joins us. Cosy, what's the... The scratching's looking like they're at Caulfield. Well, at the moment they're saying showery. The rail out nine, the entire circuit, and a good four. We've got a total of 13 of them out. Now, race one, take out eight, Mr. Exclusive, number eight. Second, clear. The third, put out one, bless her, number one. The fourth, eight, diesel and dust, and 11, field of roses, eight and 11. Race five, eight, spacewalk, number eight. Sixth event, 11, no diggity, and 14, she's pretty, 11 and 14. Race 7, 6, Showmanship, and 10, Pendarek, 6 and 10. The ninth event, 7, Free to Move, number 8, Narone, 10, Sig Positano, and 14, Incredulous Dream. 7, 8, 10, 14, no late ones. Two riders in the second, 12, She's a Dandy, Craig Newitt. And race 7, number 4, Open Minded, also Craig Newitt.